Hi there, and thank you for tuning in to the following message provided by Renewed Church. We pray that this message will be a blessing and encouragement for you. For more information about our church, please visit www.renew.miami. Well, good morning, everybody. How's everybody doing today? Yeah, that's how it sounded for Mike. You can't do that to me. Come on, let me hear you. How's everybody doing today? Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And those of you that are watching online, thank you for being here. I hope you're doing great. Let us know in the chat. Say hi. And uh, just, just let us know uh, how things are going. Well, I am so glad that you are here for the final week of this series called Say Yes. And before we even get into it, pray with me, will you? Father in heaven, I thank you for today. Thank you for your word. I pray that your word would speak through me, your messenger. And uh, God, I thank you uh, for each and every person here that, that came for uh, the, the message, the worship, maybe for a baptism, God, for whatever the case, God, minister to hearts. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And man, by the way, let's give it up for our baptism candidates. Can we clap for them? Can we? Praise be to God. We're going to be acknowledging them at the end of the service, but let me just say, man, how proud I am of you guys and excited I am that you're taking this step in baptism and if God's speaking to somebody in the room today because God speaks we're we're talking about listening today that's the sermon if God's speaking to you today and you're one that says you know what I haven't been baptized I need to take this step let me just tell you we have baptism shirts and we even have baptism shorts they're not like official baptism shorts but we bought shorts in preparation for somebody that might have came to church that says you know what I need to take this step today. I need to get baptized today. Right after the service, right outside, we're going to be doing baptism, and maybe that is for you. Well, we've been in the series called Say Yes, and we started with Say No. And what happens when you say no? We, we, we then went to Say Whatever, and we talked about whatever you do, Colossians chapter 3, do it as unto the Lord, whether, whether it's with a microphone or a mop, do it as unto the Lord. We talked about, and I don't see it, you see my rag right there, brother? Will you throw me my towel for just a second? We talked about grabbing a towel, right? Um, and, and the fact that Jesus washed his disciples' feet. That was the example that was set for us. When you think, hey, I don't know that I need to do this or I should do this, let me say Jesus, he did it. And he did it for even the one that was going to betray him, the one that sent him to Calvary, that sent him to the cross. So if he's the example, then we can follow in that example by grabbing a towel. Let me start with this verse. It's in Matthew chapter 5. And it says this, you are the light of the world. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Matthew chapter 5, verse 14 to 16. I want to tell you this. We are light bearers. Everywhere we go, we carry the light of Jesus. Did you know that? We are light bearers. I love what Dr. Martin Luther King said in his quote. He says, darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. And then he says, hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. In other words, if, if we turned every light off in the house and I said, man, I, I want to get rid of the darkness, darkness doesn't drive it out. Only light does. And then he says, hate cannot drive out hate, only love does. You know what? We are light bearers 
and we are love bearers, amen? We carry the light of Jesus and the love of Jesus everywhere we go. If you call yourself a follower of Jesus, then you carry that light. And God has given me a heart for this city, a vision for this city, and this is a dark city. How many of you know it's a dark city? It is a dark place. And as I, I said over the last couple of weeks, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about, I'm praying about, God, what are you doing in the days ahead, in the future? And, and we will we'll grow at the pace of your commitment. And the more willing you're to say yes, the more people we're going to reach, the greater the impact that we will have. We will grow at the pace of your commitment. In other words, I can't do it by myself. It's impossible, but I can do it with your help. So we planted our second campus about a year or so ago, and come on, let's give God praise for that, because they had, they had six baptisms today? Six baptisms today? Come on. Or maybe it was five. Maybe it was five. Praise be to God. Five, five or six baptisms this morning. I'm going to find out from Pastor Ricardo in just a little bit. And, and we're believing God for another campus, for a third campus, because God has given us his heart for seven campuses and, and I've been asking God where we're going, not to say we're launching it yet, but you always kind of have to ask God where he's going on his mission and join him in it. And you have to kind of like, as, as the leader in an organization, you kind of always have to be looking ahead. You kind of have to be like, like a little bit further ahead towards the horizon than those that you are uh, leading, that are following you. So when we planted Homestead Campus, we received this grant from a church planting organization to help us get Renew Homestead off the ground. And I knew that this organization had a heart for church planting in urban cities and for compassionate ministry centers. So I reached out to the, the, the guy that was in charge and I said, thank you so much for your support for our church plant. Would you consider helping us with a dream center? to provide immigration help and laundry facilities and food distribution and English as a second language and celebrate recovery and other social needs. And, and I just reached out because I had seen that he was very generous in the gift that he gave to us to help us start Homestead. And I thought maybe this would be something that would be interesting for him and, and help us as we're thinking forward about maybe that third campus that might be in an area and a community that is less fortunate, maybe a little bit more oppressed economically, right? So I reached out and I asked him about it, and, and he comes back to me pretty immediate with a very short email response that concluded with, I'm sorry, we would not be able to help you with that. Thank you. And I'm like, man, did I read this right? And is this the guy that I sent this to? This is the same guy? And I'm thinking to myself, was it something I said? And so I, I emailed back, and and he said, we don't support the kind of compassionate ministry that you are speaking of. We don't help wealthy churches enter into poor neighborhoods of great cities of this country or of other countries. Rather, we help the churches that are already there among the poor whose leaders live in those neighborhoods. So we cannot consider your church's new idea for the Dream Center for our funding. So I inquired even more. Because I'm like, man, if God's speaking, I need to hear if he's speaking even through this man because I want to understand what it is that you're, you're opposed to with what you're describing. And by the way, we're not a wealthy church. <laughs> if you're like, oh, wow, that, is, that, is that the truth, Trevor? No, you're not a wealthy church. Thank you for your faithfulness and giving, by the way, in tithes. But we, we cannot consider this is, is what he said. He's, I said, why not? And I, I want to learn. I, I sent him another email back and forth. And he said, if you'll read these books and write a reflection, like he's given me homework, write a book report, send it to me, then we can talk. And so I've 
just finished my, my second book. I'm, I'm into my, my uh, or I finished my first book. I'm into my second book. And, and this, is, this book says, When Helping Hurts, How to Alleviate Poverty Without Hurting the Poor and Yourself by Brian Fickert. So sometimes we do stuff. I'm not sure why we have this blinking light. There's no one in the booth. If somebody from the booth can help us turn that light off, that would be amazing. Uh, when Helping Hurts by, by Brian Fickert. Sometimes we do stuff and the helping hurts. This book talks about an, this, this, uh, this African proverb about an elephant and some mice. And, and the elephant, he wants to have a party. And uh, he comes in and, and he says, hey, we're going to have a party. And he invites all of his mice friends. Am I saying that right? Like his mouses? No, his, his mice friends, right? And, and, and so he has this big party and, and it's huge for the elephants. And he's dancing all around and, and at the end of the party, he's looking around. He's like, did we have a great time? And the mice are dead and the mouse, mouse house is crushed. And the elephant is, is, is so sad because all he wanted to do was have a party with his friends. And what did he do? He created this, this, this terrible situation, this terrible circumstance where all of his, his friends died. Like the elephant, sometimes we want to do good. But it can do more harm than good. Sometimes we are the elephant, right? We, we come in and we say, hey, I'm going to do this for you, but I'm, I'm helping you, but my helping actually hurts. Sometimes we come in and we give someone food and we take away their ability to provide. Sometimes we give gifts at Christmas time and, and we go into the home and the father runs out the back door embarrassed because he can't buy the kids their presents. Sometimes we paint the house and we didn't even allow them to pick the color. Sometimes we, we plant the garden, but they would rather have french fries and a bag of chips because it's easier and it's immediate and, and they don't even understand nutritional education. Sometimes we uh, do these things and we're thinking we're helping, but we're hurting. But if we are wise, we can find a need. Instead of just, uh, in addition to finding a need, we can find the gifts. Not only can we find the, 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 the things that, that need to be fixed in a community, but we can find the gifts that are there. And that's when helping doesn't hurt. That's when helping helps. What I'm learning in this discovery process is that sometimes we need to just go in and listen. We need to hear. So today I want to hear from the text. I want to hear from Matthew chapter 25, starting at verse 31. And this is what it says. When the Son of Man comes in His glory and all the angels with Him, He will sit on His glorious throne. All the nations will be gathered before Him and He will separate the people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will put the sheep on His right and the goats on His left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father. Take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. I needed clothes and you clothed me. I was sick and you looked after me. I was in prison and you came to visit me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in or needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see you in sick or in, see you sick or in prison and go to visit you? The king will reply, truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. 
Did you hear the whatever statement in that verse? Did you hear that, that in, in verse 40? It says, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. You know, when Pastor Deke, he's one of our pastors and serves in our Celebrate Recovery ministry, helped launch our, our Homestead campus. And when we started our ministry together some 12, 13 years ago, we would have this like common conversation back and forth, this, this texting back and forth or a phone call every day. And the question that we would ask each other is, is have you heard from the Father today? Have you heard from the Father today? It was just this, this thing that we would get into the habit of saying and asking God, what is, what is God saying to you? And for the average person that you would have that conversation with, they'd be like, what are you talking about? But for Pastor Deke and I, this was part of our regular communication to each other, is to hear from God. So let me ask you that. Have you heard from him today? What is he saying to you? You see, I believe God is constantly speaking, and the issue isn't, is, is that we don't always listen, and we have to listen to God. Amen? We have to learn to listen to God. This is your first point, it is to listen to God. What is it that God is saying to you, and what are you doing about it? Has God spoken to you lately? Is something my dad would, would, would say to people in the middle of a, a, a grocery store, just encountering the cashier and he would say has God spoken to you lately and the lady would be like I don't know what you're talking about sir and then he would then in his weird way share the gospel with this lady has God spoken to you lately I'm asking you that I'm the pastor of a new church because God spoke to me I'm in this building because several people heard the voice of God we are in homestead because of of, of not just me, but a collective group of people that together made that a, a possibility. And it all happens when you hear the voice of God, when you listen to God in the big things, but even in the subtle things. Like, hey, take that card that you have in your back pocket and just go over there and talk to that person and, and invite them. Bring them to church. Tell them about Renew Church and, and uh, tell them that you would love for them to come and sit with you or be with you at, at church. By the way, on your chairs are little packs of um, cards for Hope Sunday. And uh, these, these packs are not for you just to have five of these. These are for you to, to share with people in your community that have been affected by addiction. October the 15th is Hope Sunday. And this is an opportunity for us to bring awareness uh, of the, the, the epidemic in our world and how we as Renew Church partnered with Hope Center are going to do something about it. So if you know anybody that's in, you know, maybe in law enforcement or medical or maybe psychological or they serve in some kind of a NA or AA or CR ministry, I want you to invite them because we're going to celebrate what God is doing already, but we're also going to bring awareness for some people that may just not understand what's going on. Like it's so close. Like, you can, you can reach out and touch it. If you can't touch it, you can touch someone that is touched by it, right? Like, we know people that have been affected by addiction and, and, and uh, drug and alcohol um, overdoses. Like, I think it's 100,000 people a year overdose in this country alone. It's unbelievable. And we have to do something to do our part about it. So make sure that you're inviting some people October the 15th for that. 
So number one, we have to, to uh, listen to God. Number two, we have to listen to our community. If you get quiet, you can hear what's going on in the community, but you have to be quiet enough to stop talking and listen. You can hear, hear about traffic, right? It, you know about it. You, you heard about the Wednesday two-and-a-half-hour backup on the turnpike that led to all kinds of problems, probably for half of the people in this room because of one thing. We know what's going on in the community with traffic or trash or violence or homelessness divorce we know about everything that's going on when we listen but if we don't listen if all we're doing is is providing answers and we don't even know what the question is then what's the point we have to learn to listen we have to listen for the needs but also not only looking for the needs but also looking for the gifts looking for the gifts which leads to my third point is to listen to individuals. Listen to the individual. Because sometimes the community speaks and you can see it or you can hear about it or you can read it on next door. You can see it on the news. But sometimes it's just taking enough time to talk to an individual. In the book that, that I'm reading, that I just finished reading, When Helping Hurts, the, the author, one of the authors, he's six foot ten, six foot ten white guy in inner city Philadelphia. He's trying to figure out how to do ministry in this community. And he's knocking on doors, and with his little clipboard, he's going from door to door, and he's, he's saying, hi, my name is so-and-so, and I am surveying the gifts in our community. Can you imagine that? Like, can you imagine being on the other side of that door? He tells the story of how he knocks on one door, and, and it's already awkward because of his size and who he is. And the lady, the little lady that opens the door is like, who are you and what are you doing at my door? And he goes, my name is so-and-so, and I'm here, and I'm here to survey the gifts in the community. And she looks at him as you probably would have at that moment in that context. And all of a sudden, a voice from the back says, oh, man, she, that lady, she knows how to cook. And somebody else from, from back in the back is not showing face, but in the back room goes, yeah, she's the best cook in the neighborhood. No one can cook better fried chicken than her. And that led to a conversation. It led to an invitation in her home, and, and it led to a relationship. You see, sometimes you have to learn how to listen. Stop long enough to listen to the individuals, listening to God, listening to the community, but also listening to the individuals and saying, God, what is it that you are saying? We have to learn to listen. The thing that set Jesus apart besides amazing teaching and lame walking and blind seeing and demon casting and dead raising was that he was actually a listener. Did you know that? With his disciples, he wasn't rushing the process. He didn't just give them like seminars once a month and say, just check back in with me. And uh, after 12 months, you're going to have completed the, the program. No, no, no. What was it? It was three years, night and day, and day and night, right? It was every day and every night. And he learned how to teach them, but he also knew how to listen to them. And that's how he was able to make the impact that he did. I can see Jesus at the well in Samaria, and while there saying, I think I'm going to go listen to this lady. I already know her story because he knows everything but she needs somebody to listen to her. So I'm just going gonna, gonna to go there and I'm going to sit. And I'm going to listen. Sometimes that's exactly what we need to do. There's a, a, a simple little preschool picture book. About five words per page. 
but it has a profound message. It's the story of a boy who made a castle out of blocks, and and the birds came in and, and knocked the blocks down, and he was so upset he could not stop crying. So one by one, different animals came to visit him to try to help him, and the chicken clucked and said, let's just cluck, cluck, cluck about it. Let's just talk, talk, talk about it and see if we can solve this problem. And then the bear came, and and the bear got angry, and the bear said, man, we just need to growl and and express our emotions and, and let people know how angry we are about what these birds did. But he never, he still was not uh, satisfied. The little boy was still very sad. The ostrich came in, and he just pretended it didn't happen. He buried his head into the ground and, and said, maybe if I put my head in the ground, this problem will go away for me and for you. And the snake came and said, let's get even. Let's find someone else's blocks. Let's knock them down. Show them. But in came the rabbit. And the rabbit listened. That's the story of the book. The rabbit came in, and the rabbit didn't say a thing. The rabbit literally just came up beside the little boy as he cried and just sat with the boy. And you turn the page, several pages, a couple of pages, and it's just pictures of the little boy and the rabbit just kind of like molding his body up against the little boy. The boy cries, mourns for what happened to him. The moral of that story is, is the rabbit listened And so did Jesus, and so do we need to. We don't need to talk about it all the time. We don't need to to get angry about it all the time. We don't need to pretend it doesn't happen all the time. Sometimes we just need to be a rabbit. Just listen. We need to go in and, and say nothing and hear everything. I hear this in Matthew 25. He says, whatever you did for the least of these brothers of mine, you did for me. For I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I listened. I I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was sick or in prison and you came to visit me. And as as I think about these things, I think about some some neighborhoods within a 30-minute drive of us that might be a place where we could plant a next location, a next campus of Renew Church, but it will require more than opening our doors on Sunday. It will require opening opportunities Monday to Saturday and helping to break the cycle of poverty in communities that need it most, to live out our mission, to lead people to a renewed life in Christ, to be a people that goes and listens, listens to God, listens to our community, and listens to the individuals. So I'm kind of casting vision a little bit. Part of what I'm doing is casting vision to say, this is where God's saying, you know, I'm saying to God, God, where do you have us and where will you take us in the days ahead? And although, no, we don't have a compassionate ministry center yet, we don't know exactly what that needs to look like, we're being very careful to make sure that helping doesn't hurt. We're being very careful to make sure that our charity doesn't become toxic. This is the next book that I'm reading, Toxic Charity. That, that the things that we're doing is helping people break the cycles of crime and addiction and poverty that they've been in for all of these years. So here and now, you're part of a church that, that, 
that has a heart to lead people to renewed life in Christ. And, and here and now, you can still say, even though we don't have that yet, I think spiritually we're feeding those that are hungry. Because the Bible says, blessed are those that hunger and thirst for righteousness, they will be filled. Like, I think we're, we're helping to fill some empty stomachs over here in the kids' wing. I think that we're, we're providing these opportunities for people to be filled spiritually that those that are hungering for things of God. We're maybe not offering water in that same way that maybe it would in a, a compassionate ministry center, but we're giving water to people from the source that will cause them to never thirst again. John chapter 4, instead it will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. And you have a part to play in that and helping us. And maybe we don't have a, a, a hospital visitation ministry and a prison ministry, but we are definitely creating spaces to help people to find freedoms from their hurts and their habits and their hang-ups. For I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was sick and in prison and you came to visit me. These are the things that God has opening doors for us to do every ministry that's part of Renew Church, every ministry that Mikey talked about is intentionally fulfilling the great commission and the great commandment but there's still more that we can do I'm going to give an opportunity for, for some people I just want to recognize some people for a moment if you serve in any ministry right now, if you serve in any capacity at all, from the smallest thing, smallest detail, if you have said yes in any way uh, up until this point, would you just stand so we can just acknowledge you? Would you just stand right where you're at? Come on, let's give them a hand. Amen. 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 Praise God. Praise God. Stay standing. Stay standing for just a minute. Everybody stay standing. If today you've been praying about it, You've been hearing the voice of God. God's been saying, hey, I need you to say yes. Or, or, or maybe, maybe you've, you've kind of like faded out a little bit on your commitment. So you didn't stand because you used to serve, but you haven't been serving. And you would say even today, one of those ministry areas, one of those things that are happening, I think God is calling me to be a part of. If that's you today, would you just right where you're at, would you be so bold as to say yes today by just standing right where you're at? If that's you today, would you stand where you are if that's you today come on let's give a hand for the people that are making decisions amen 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 praise be to god i'm going to invite everybody to stand at this time everyone stand i'm going to pray with you if you'll bow your heads and close your eyes with me this is uh, an opportunity for you just to get things right with god it's not for anybody to look around or to worry about what their friend is doing. It's just between you and God. As we take this time, let me just pray. Father, I thank you for each person in the room and those within the sound of my voice via online. God, I pray for each person that have made decisions that have had such an impact, an eternal impact on, on uh, our city, on our church and on individuals. I thank you for them. I thank you for those that have, have stood up and, and just boldly said, you know what, today, 
I'm making that decision. Today, I'm making that declaration to say yes. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start serving on a team, even if it's just a couple times a month in one service or, or starting a, a group or being a part of a group. Whatever that is, God, thank you for the work that you're doing in them. God, I pray for the people in the room that are uh, wrestling with it. And they say, Pastor, I just don't have it. I can't. I don't have the time or the ability. It's okay. God, I just pray that you would continue to work in them, help them. With nobody looking around, every head bowed and every eyes closed. You know, the, the, the latter part of that scripture, Matthew chapter 25, is a really like a, a heavy verse. Because I gave you the, the good side of it, which was when I'm, I was hungry and you gave me something thirsty and you, you gave me something to drink and I was in sick and you came to see me. And, and then he says to the, the, the goats on his right, he goes, but those of you that are that did not feed me, give me something to drink or, or come and see me. He, he said, depart from me. And he's like, Lord, when did we do that? You can read it for yourself, Matthew chapter 25. And he said, whenever you didn't do it for the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you didn't do it for me. Family, I just want you to know, I, I, want, you to, I want you to be a part of that. I want you to be included in, in that, that who Jesus says, join me in the everlasting inheritance. God, I thank you. I thank you for the work that you're doing. I thank you that this is, is, is a result. It's not a works-based salvation, but it's a result of what is working in us that we're saying yes to you. I thank you this is the fruit of what's happening in lives, that people are saying yes to coming early and staying late to serving on Fridays or, 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 or grabbing a mop or a microphone, being willing to do whatever it is you're calling. If today you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, that's the very first yes you have to have. Today can be the day of salvation. Today can be the day that you declare Jesus as Lord. I believe Jesus, when he was talking in Matthew 25, he was talking to the brethren. He was talking to the family of God. He was calling out those that were already in the family. But if you are not in the family, then today can be the day. You don't have to have read the Bible through. You don't have to have, have uh, memorized something. You don't have to go to church this many times. Today can be the day that you just say, Jesus, I declare you as Lord. I ask you to come into my life to forgive me of my sins be my savior if you want to pray that prayer i'm just going to lead you in it if that's you today if god's speaking to you would you just lift your hand and just say pastor pray for me i'm i'm wrestling with this and god is speaking i see your hand in the back praise god anybody else just lift your hand i see your hand up here praise god i see your hand ma'am in the back i see your hand up here praise god anybody else i see your hand praise be to god thank you sir i see your hand up here in the front a simple prayer that goes like this dear heavenly father i thank you for sending your son jesus to die for me i know that i've sinned that i've made mistakes forgive me of my sin come into my life make me brand new today i declare you my lord and my savior today i choose to follow you surrender everything to you if you prayed that prayer i just want to say welcome to the family of God. Can we give these that made that decision a hand clap? Praise be to God.
During this last song, we've got some people from our connections team that are going to be holding those silver buckets and they're going to be coming down the aisles and they're just going to give you that opportunity if that is something that you want to do. Drop that next steps card in the bucket with the name and a phone number and a check mark that says, I want more information about one of these ministries and we will get in touch with you. Let's sing this closing song together and then we'll uh, prepare for our baptism.
Amen. Can somebody praise the Lord in this place this morning? Come on, somebody. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, all right. You may be seated. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you guys once again for joining us, man, here at Renew Church. Uh, my name is, is Mikey, by the way, and just going to share some announcements, some, some things we have upcoming just to keep you all in the loop. This first one is for the ladies. Ladies, can you make some noise this morning? Hey, there it is. All right. So, ladies, rest, restore, and renew Women's Retreat. Come on, somebody. October the 27th through the 29th, $150. It's all-inclusive meals. All of that stuff, that is an amazing, amazing deal. Um, these ladies have been working tremendously hard, been praying, and just um, we're believing that this is going to be an amazing experience for all you ladies. So come on out, um, experience it, and, and, and enjoy what it is that the Lord wants to do through that woman's retreat. And also, we have something for the, for the, what are you doing, bro? Cooking? Yeah, I'm cooking. On stage. At church. Yep. The men's breakfast is September 30th. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you want to let them know about that a little bit? I'll put this away. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, so it's on the 30th. Um, it's a men's breakfast. So we want all the men in Renew Church to come that day. It's going to be from 8.15 to 10 o'clock. Um, we're going to be having eggs, bacon. Um, Pastor Trevor is going to be flipping some pancakes. So, yeah, we want you guys to come out and enjoy fellowship, um, all the men, and um, so that way we can just um, just draw closer in fellowship and just, you know, get to know a little bit more about Christ and what he's doing in, in the men's um Amen. Ministry, yeah. Amen, brother. Amen. That's right. Men's breakfast, September 30th, 8.30 a.m. here at Miami campus. Be a part of that. It's going to be an amazing, amazing time. And lastly, if or lastly, as part of announcements, if you'd like to give to Rini Church, I just want to let you know that there's a few ways that you can a few ways that you can do that. The first way to do it is in person. Be the envelopes in the seat back in front of you, and you can drop them off on a in a bucket on your way out. The second way to do that is to do it online by visiting renew.miami forward slash giving. And the third and final way to do that is to do it via text by texting GIVE to 786-565-1165. Um, would you pray with me briefly? God, we thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for who you are, God. We thank you that we can give and we can serve you in this way. And we pray that you would bless this offering, God. Use it. Um, help us, God, as we uh, trust you and you know the things that we're going through. You know the things that we need your hand on. And we just pray that you would bless us, God. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Don't go anywhere, though. Typically, I would uh, release you, but I'm going to bring up Pastor Trevor for a second, and we'll get into the baptism ceremony. Amen, amen. Yeah, so if you're a baptism candidate, come on, let's go. Give them a round of applause. Come on. Don't be shy. Don't be shy. Where are you? Where are you? Come on. Don't be shy. Come on. Come on. Yeah, I am super, super excited to introduce to you Tori, Lauren, and Sadie. Can you give them a round of applause? Praise be to God. Praise be to God. 
We're going to do, uh, do the ceremony outside. We'll do the, the, the rest of that outside, and they're going to give an opportunity to have a, uh, share the testimony. But I just want to pray over them now. And as I said before, if God's speaking to you, I'm going to walk slow out there. And as I walk slow, you stop me if you say, Pastor, I think I need to get baptized today, and we'll talk about it, and you will get baptized today. Does that sound good? Sound like a deal? All right, awesome. Praise God. Let me pray for you. Proud of you. Father in heaven, I thank you so much for these young ladies, God. Thank you for the work that you're doing in their hearts and in their lives. I pray, oh God, that you would bless them and be with them. God, as they make this declaration to die to their old self, to be raised to new life in Christ. God, keep your hand upon them in every step. From this day forward, God, I just pray that you would just bless them. It's in Jesus' name we pray. And all of God's people said, amen. amen. All right, all right. So the baptism's out this way. Join us out in the parking lot, please. Come on, let's go. God bless you.